my friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. I hope you're all having a terrific blessed day today. As always, be sure to check out the product of the week if you haven't already, our very popular vitamin C, excellent C formula on sale for product of the week. will be up here shortly on the front page of the website, and also to be sure to check out the new Berberine Ultimate Formula on the front page as well. Overall, maintaining blood sugar, great product. Be sure to check it out, healthmasters.com. Now, one thing I saw earlier, and I've noticed this over the last couple of weeks, and I've talked about it in detail with a lot of y'all in here, is that we're noticing now this massive, and it's very widespread across the United States, this massive implosion of the retail market. And there's been a couple things about this, especially when it comes to large retail stores. We've seen it from Target. We've seen it to Walmart. We've seen it to Whole Foods. And it seems to be growing almost like a cancer. And it's primarily due (laughs) to the massive crime wave that we have seen sweeping through the Democratic-led cities that essentially let people go right after they've been arrested, even for violent crimes, on no bail. And this has been a, I guess you could say, social experiment by the communists to see how fast (laughs) you can degrade major cities. And uh, it's working pretty well. San Francisco, which is pretty much turned into an absolute nightmare, apparently, just after a year after opening up their massive Whole Foods flagship store in uh, San Francisco, they now said they will be closing the Trinity location Uh, We feel we need to ensure the safety of our team members in the store, and we will evaluate reopening of our Trinity location at another time. And what's been reported now is the deteriorating street conditions around the drug use, the crime, everything that's happening in San Francisco apparently is starting to escalate exponentially when it comes to crime over there. I mean we just saw what happened with Bob Lee as far as the the owner, the founder – of Cash App, you know, being violently stabbed to death right outside of an extremely nice high-end apartment complex in San Francisco, and this is not the first time. He was just a major individual, and that's why he got major news attention. This is going on on a daily basis with people that are completely deranged and uh, running around. And so it's sad to see this, but at the same time, you kind of saw a lot of this stuff coming. The same time these major cities – started screaming beside BLM terrorists and Antifa terrorists that we need to defund the police and we need to remove all law enforcement. We need to let the communities police themselves. You remember those conversations and some of the mayors and city commissioners running around telling everybody that we're going to have, you know, local individuals with whistles and radios. They're they're, going to police their community. Well, I don't know if anybody's ever lived in the real world, but if you're dealing with somebody that's hyped up on methamphetamines and they have a knife and they start coming at you, your whistle and radio really aren't going to do a whole lot. Just kind of thought I would throw that out there. And now they're starting to see effect. I don't know. I know also Walmart is now abandoning its unprofitable Chicago store after investing hundreds of millions of dollars in the city. They're now saying that the store in Walmart or the Walmart in Chicago is completely unprofitable. And a lot of this is because of the massive theft and losses they have taken over the last few years where they've told employees you're not allowed to engage someone that's stealing, and people will walk in. I was reading about this. They walk in with shopping carts, fill up the shopping cart, and just walk in. Just walk in the store. Doesn't matter. I mean, like, you're talking two, three, four thousand dollars now. Doesn't even matter. And if they happen to get arrested, they go to jail. They get booked. They get released with no bond, no payment, nothing. They literally just get fingerprinted, mugshot, back out. 
And they go back in the store and do it again. This is happening now, and people are wondering why this is starting to occur. This is what happens when lawlessness and morals and ethics are no longer essentially brought up in society. When you start bringing in this ideology that, as we've said before, do what thou will. It doesn't matter. There's no morals. There's no biblical principles. You just do what feels good right now. Do what makes you happy right now. doesn't matter the effects of it on anything else. Just do it. And this is what they're promoting all across the country in the school systems as well. I mean I've seen repeatedly now reports of these groups now and these teachers and some of the people on the school board that are continually now, I mean, getting militant about pushing this unbelievably perverted ideology of transgenderism on young children. I saw an article earlier here in Montgomery County School District in Maryland. This is the school district. They are now saying – that the district has decided to adopt complete LGBTQ inclusive reading list for the entire school district as a mandatory part of its English English language curriculum. They said while several parents requested a policy to opt out of these books, a recently updated policy by the school board insisted that students will be in, will be required to engage with these materials. The report states parents will no longer be required to be informed on which books will be included on the list. Whoa. I mean, you're talking about three-year-olds who've been assigned a book called Pride Puppy, along with a book teaching the alphabet containing images of men in drag under Q for Queen. They described the move, parents have described the move by the school as part of a wide agenda to indoctrinate young kids on a sexual (laughs) injection of what they think they want them to know about and push their gender ideology on young kids. It's not about academia, so why are they teaching it? Only 31% of our kids in the highest academia county can pass math in the newest data release Smith continued to talk about in up there in Maryland. And you've also seen this, again, what we've been talking about in numerous major city school districts where a lot of the kids can't even do basic math, can't even basic reading. They're illiterate. They're, they're graduating barely functional. And the only reason <laughs> – the only reason these kids are able to even get away with anything in society is because of the internet – And what has been allowed now to be used in so many areas and applications to learn things or so I say utilize the internet to simply get by, as I talked about before about this this AI chat that now a lot of people are already starting to use in college universities now to not have to write research papers and other things. What we're doing is we're intentionally – and I would say we. I say the school district and the communists. What they've been doing is they're getting this next generation – to be completely reliant on AI and internet so that these kids will not have any understanding of morals or ethics. And the only thing they will understand is how to click the search bar on Google and try to figure out what they can do next or where they can go next or what they have to do. They will not be able to function. You know, I've noticed a lot of people now and just, just generational that's happened. No, most people don't even know how to read a map. I remember back in the day when I used to go on road trips with dad and mom, we'd go across the country and, we always had maps laid out. I remember before the trips, I remember coming in the kitchen, giant maps laid out in the regional states, US-wide. They'd highlight the whole trip. Where we're going to go, this is the trip we're going. He would go here. He's going to do some radio shows here. And we'd set it out. I remember going and looking at maps and understanding how to read them at a very young age. Most kids now, if you put a map in front of them, they have no idea what they're even looking at. I mean, they just look at it like this is, this is you know, hieroglyphics. What are we doing here? I just need to type in my GPS Google. Oh, see, I already figured out how to do it. 
well, that's fantastic and good and great until the internet doesn't work or your phone dies or you lose your phone or simply something doesn't work properly and now you have no idea how to even get out of your own city. This is happening more and more and more as the generation after generation is relying on this internet and now this AI in order to make sure that they do not understand anything. And this is what's going to start happening as we've already seen now with the morals when you have school systems like this who are mandating queer tranny books for these young children to encourage them to go into this very, very perverted lifestyle. And it's sad to see this because, well, you know, it's definitely getting worse with what we're starting to see with the mainstream media and what they're doing with the psychological warfare. What we've seen now with the CDC, what we saw with the FDA, and what we saw with Project Veritas, they just came out the other day with another video they released, and it was one of the FDA board members that was discussing in detail how they make hundreds of millions of dollars a year from the pharmaceutical companies in order to approve certain drugs. And essentially, if they don't get paid, they don't approve the drugs. He's blatantly talking about it in a dinner, in an undercover video. And I've told you guys, and we've talked about this before, and Dad's going to detail about the revolving door with the FDA and the pharmaceutical drug companies. I mean, you have the director of the FDA, Gutlieb, who used to be on the board of Pfizer. And these guys just go back and forth. And so it's not hard to figure out the revolving door and the conflict of interest. It's blatantly, boldly in everybody's face, but yet it continues to occur. This is why I've said the healthcare industry is not anything about health. It's not anything about safety. This is why during COVID, the most clear-cut example of this was when I told everybody they have not said one single thing during COVID about getting fresh air, about getting sunshine about maintaining D3 levels, about maintaining vitamin C in your supplement diet every single day, about making sure you're increasing your doses of zinc as well. That was just the beginning phase. Not one single time they talked about any of that. In fact, they censored all of us that talked about it. They blocked us on YouTube. They pulled down every single post off Facebook and Instagram. They said it was misinformation. You were not allowed to talk about it. That right there should have been a big, giant red flag to every single American to realize the government does not have any interest in your safety or health. They are simply here to further their agenda and push you into the medical industrial complex, which in turn makes hundreds of billions of dollars in aggregate with pharmaceutical and the healthcare industry to keep people sick and on drugs as much as they can. That's why here at Health Masters, we try to give you alternative options where you can give us a call and talk to us. And we'll be happy to talk to you and encourage you and give you information on supplements and dietary advice. But there's always other options. I encourage people on that as well. You know, there's research now, and I'm linking it together, older research that goes into detail, research study that talks about how berberine was as effective as metformin. I'm going to have that link in that research study under the berberine uh, listing of the supplement. This research study talking about berberine worked as good, if not better, than metformin at lowering blood sugar. Yet you know the side effects with metformin are unbelievably severe long-term. It increases the risk of pancreatic cancer and a whole host of other health problems. Yet you don't ever hear a doctor talk about berberine. You don't ever hear a doctor talk about you know cinnamon extract formula or what's in it and talking about changing your diet, so to speak. That's, a, that's always the funny one is that people come in with a health problem. Doctor doesn't talk to one thing about their diet. Says, here's a drug. Take it every day. Come back in a month if you have side effects. I'll give you another drug to come out the side effects from that drug. It 
is not healthy, nor is it a good formula for success. So continue to stay strong, my friends, and ask questions. If you have any health issues or you're interested and you need to get in better shape, feel free to call us at Health Masters. We appreciate your support, and thank you for sponsoring this show every day so we can bring you consistent, regular truth on a daily basis. What do you think, Deb? A great opening, awesome, phenomenal. I'm going to take notes on what you've been saying. And uh, you're right. Nobody ever talks about you know changing your diet when you go to a doctor because doctors 90% of the time don't have any training in nutrition or health. They're trained in the treatment of disease based upon you know the symptoms using drugs. That's the major you know, emphasis in medical schools, and that's the major emphasis on the continuing education programs they have. They're not taught you know, to change your diet. They're not taught to drink more water. Uh, they're not taught basically to take, you know, berberine or, or turmeric or other types of products or cinnamon extract that could help stabilize blood sugar. You know, one of the key things on really running your blood sugar down is to drink distilled water. Now, I know that sounds silly, but, you know, half your body weight in fluid ounces. So if you weigh, you know, 300 pounds, 150 ounces of water a day in distilled water, it's a solvent. It helps make the blood thinner, helps make the blood flow better, helps to stabilize blood sugar. And getting off the high glycemic carbohydrates, the bread, the pasta, the, you know, the wheat, the rice, you know, the, the juice, the fruits, all that stuff's got to go away. You, you can't be eating pizza anymore, you know, because of all the, you know, the carbohydrates and all the bread. That's a fat pill, pizza's a fat pill, especially when you mix it with bread that basically has glyphosate in it because it basically has been sprayed with Roundup before it was harvested. I mean, all of these things are very, very, very true and out there in the mainstream media as far as availability. They just don't report on it. They don't talk about it. They don't want to talk about it because their sponsors are Pfizer, drug companies. That's who sponsors the mainstream media. Watch the news one night. I don't watch it anymore. I got rid of my cable TV about five years ago, six years ago now, and I've been watching news. And actually, actually, I don't even remember. And in in my last heard the last hurricane we had blew my antenna down. So I no longer have an antenna. The technology was sold. I mean, tried to replace it. It was up there for 30 years. And so I don't watch the news anymore because I got tired of the drug commercials and all the junk. And, you know, some you watch the Hallmark movies, drug commercials, drug commercials, drug commercials. They know they have an older demographics that are pretty much sick all the time, and they want to keep pushing the drugs to them. In Europe, that's illegal. You can't do drug commercials on TV unless they've changed it. And then I want to say something, too, about Austin. He's right about what's going on in the school system and how they're basically pushing the hardcore, you know, LGBTQ nonsense. The, the reason they're doing this, and it's very, very simple, is this. The Frankfurt School and Gloria Steinem and basically cultural Marxism and feminism hit us like a doggone brick between the eyes back in the 60s. That's when we had the counterculture revolution, and women were told we can do birth control pills now so we can have sex as much as we want. We're not going to have any problems as far as having babies. Uh, you know, nowadays, honestly, if a woman wants to get pregnant, she has to allow herself to get pregnant with all the abilities there are out there to not get pregnant. And, and, the, and the crazy part back then, back then when they discovered that, you know, they had this cultural revolution, then feminism took off. And then, of course, the feminism said, that, you know, a woman doesn't need a man. And so the homosexuality started, the lesbian stuff started in full force. And all of these things happened to us in the, in the 60s. And, of course, Playboy magazine pushed it, too. He's another one of those giant things to this cultural revolution with Hugh Hefner. And that's how he got funded, et cetera, et cetera. And what ends up happening is we look at all this stuff and we just stop and we say, wow, did it happen that fast? Well, it wasn't fast, guys. You know, it was several, de- it was several decades. It wasn't like it was, you know, 10 seconds. It, it, took, it took 20, 30 years to destroy the United States, the fabric of our society. I remember, you know, we used to have that fish camp, you know, when I was a kid. And, uh, you know, we had like eight or 10 cottages and trailers on it and all that kind of stuff. And I remember with this, we had this hardcore Butch Dyke lesbian. She lived in one of the trailers. Her name was Dottie. Oh, man, that woman was mean. 
And I mean, she was a strapper too. I mean, she had, she had, she had, she had, she had cold cock you. And, and, you know, and so then you get these butch dyke lesbians like that. And if that offends you, if you're listening to the show, you need to listen to another show. <laughs> I'm going to talk like that. I knew this woman. And uh, you get these, these types of women, these butch dyke lesbians into the school system and superintendents, et cetera, and principals. Uh, they're just, they're mean. They're just really, really, really mean. And they just should slap you upside the head and say, look at you. And they'll fight you tooth and nail. I remember I know a good friend of mine, he's an attorney, and he basically has to go against these butch-type lesbian attorneys. He said he'd rather, you know, he'd rather just drop the case and have somebody else do it. He said he didn't, he didn't want to mess with them. He says because they're vicious. He says they don't try to be reasonable. They don't try to negotiate. They don't try to do anything. They just come at you full board, just mean. I'm going to get in a fight, physically assault you. He said it's awful. And see, and that's what we have running the school systems in many cases. And then what happens is they bring their buddies in and their girlfriends in or – yeah, you know that too, right? And and all of a sudden now they get a majority. They're voting in that county, and they start doing everything they want to do. You know, we had that happen in our county. We had a, a you know a, a lesbian, an open lesbian, get put on the school board, and she was taken off the school board this year. And we we told them what we were going to do, and we were going to go after their seats and take them out. And we did all but one. The other one should have been taken out too, but for some reason, she got an endorsement from a public figure here in town, and she ended up staying in. But the reality is this. That's the grassroots we have to get at. We have to get to that level of going in and saying they're not going to be on our school boards. They're not going to control us. And parents have to be more engaged. Now we're finding out that these different school boards are you know, voting to basically they don't have to pass reading, writing proficiency exams. They can just do what they want to do. And, you know, and, and this, is, this is just – when you stop and you look at this and you start realizing how many kids come out of high school and they can't read, it's, it's, it's mind-boggling. You know? You know, we talked about this unit too. Another school superintendent had, had his job offer revoked after calling women ladies. And, and so I guess it's okay to basically tell a kid they don't have to read. They don't have to be concerned about reading. They don't have to pass a reading comprehension test. They basically have to just go out and just, you know, you know, make sure that they don't call women ladies. I mean, or the Oregon governor now. I mean, the Oregon governor passes a law that suspends math reading proficiency requirements for high school graduates. There's a reason for that. They can't pass it. And so all these kids are failing, or a lot of them are failing, so they don't want to do that anymore. So you can stop it. Oregon governor Kate Brown. Hardcore leftist communist, probably, well, I'm not going to say that, signed a bill last month that high school students didn't have to prove they could read or write or do math before they graduate. Senate Bill 744, which was passed in June and signed into law last month, suspends the proficiency requirements for students for three years, the Washington Examiner reporter. According to the Oregonian, Brown signed the Senate bill privately and did not issue a news release on July the 14th, but wasn't added to the state's database until July 29th, which is the norm. Secretary of the Senate, Lori Brocker, whose office is responsible for updating the legislative database, told the Washington Examiner that the bill wasn't uploaded to the database due to a staffer being out of medical issues during the 15 days. Supporters of the bill say the existing skills were an unfair challenge to students who did not test well. Okay, now wait a minute. So basically, we have a problem here where kids can't read and write, and I'm going to stop for a second. A lot of this is caused by the vaccines, period. The 76 vaccines and all the aluminum toxicity and the mercury toxicity and the adjuvant toxicity and the neurological brain damage that's being caused by these vaccines, starting with a you know, hepatitis shot at birth. All of this stuff builds up in the system and causes neurological damage and synaptic damage, period. You can just forget about not agreeing with that. It's just a fact, along with the fluoride. All of this stuff is really dropping these scores down as far as IQ scores. That's number one. Number two. The leftist agenda is not to teach these kids how to read and write. That's why they don't use, you know, they don't use phonics anymore. They use whole reading skills based on memorization. They can't sound the words out. They have, they have, they haven't sight 
memorize that word. They have no idea what it is. And this agenda is there to dumb down the population of the planet. A couple of years ago, I had a kid over here at the house. And he was working out, and and I was you know praying about the kid. He's about to start college, and he graduated from high school. And, and I ended up the Holy Spirit kind of led me to say the kid can't read, and so I I, I felt bad for him because he's about to start college. And so what I did is I took a textbook and I laid it out in front of him, and I said, uh, "Can you please read me this paragraph?" I knew the kid real well. Couldn't read it. He's about to start college in two months. Going to go play football at college. And uh, they ended up putting him in the Sylvan program in order to get him to read so he could actually be functionally literate when he went to college. I, this, I'm not making this stuff up. And because he took the Sylvan program using phonics, he ended up basically – I'm not promoting the Sylvan program. I'm, I'm saying he, that's what he did. He, had, he ended up getting through college. He had a pretty bad GPA, but he got through it. You know, and then another kid the other day, I mean, I, I was talking to one of my friends, and, and, I, and I said, can this kid read? And I find out he had cheated his way through high school. He couldn't read. He was functionally illiterate. And this happens all the time, all the time, all the time, all the time, because the parents are paying attention to what's going on because they're put into a school system in which they trust that school system in order to give this child some type of compulsory education on the reading, writing, and arithmetic. And basically, they don't do it anymore. You know, it's just crazy. You know, one plus one is now equal five. I mean, what the heck does that even mean? And, and so you end up confusing these children, and then when they have to have the ability to make a decision, they can't make the decision because they can't think. They don't have any reasoning skills. In German, you say they don't have any Verstand. They're not Vernunft. They don't have any reasoning skills. They don't have the ability to think through things. And what ends up happening is their their life is like that, and they become a ward of the state. And the state has to continually take care of them. And like which is what I also said, which is going on now with the flagship store, you know, Whole Foods closing in San Francisco and Walmart's closing all over the country because they think they can go in if they steal less than a thousand dollars. They're not even charged with the crime. They're, they have to go in there and they just, they just take stuff. Because they've been told their entire life that they're entitled, and because they're entitled, they're able to just take stuff. Because the rich Walmart, you know, this horrible corporation is, you know, trying to put the boot, you know, on the poor people, and so they're going to go and just steal what they want to steal, and not be charged. And that's the mindset we see it in Chicago, you know, we see it in San Francisco, and eventually you have everybody getting in the cart, and nobody pulling the wagon anymore. And and, and this is what communism is, and this is cultural Marxism. And this is the wholesale destruction of the once great republic that we call the United States of America as they continue to indoctrinate the youth and the principles of cultural Marxism that nobody needs to work. Communism was a huge failure. It was a failure. The USSR is no longer. It doesn't exist. It failed. The only reason that communism worked in China is because of how many people they killed and continue to kill over there and because they don't have Jesus Christ in China on the wholesale you know, level in China. They don't have the faith to stand with the word of God and know who God is. You know, the cultural problem associated with the USSR going in all those Eastern European bloc countries and the Russian Orthodox Church and the belief in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, it put a big drain on the Russian economy because the Christians knew better, especially the first ones that were there that were still alive after they killed 50,000 Orthodox priests. You see, that's the problem they ran into the United States. It was the Christian community. We said, no, we're not going to do this. So Johnson – you know, Lyndon Johnson had to shut the church up. Therefore, he passed the Johnson Amendment. Now, he's a real piece of crap, to be honest with you guys. You know, forgive my language, but he was. He was awful. A lot of people believe he was directly involved with the assassination of John F. Kennedy. Many books written on that. I personally am one of those people that believe that. And so what ended up happening is he ended up basically censoring the church, which had already gone into a problem as far as these tent ministries with the name it, claim it, blab it, grab it group that had been brought in by, again, by the Frankfurt School of Cultural Marxism and the Synagogue of Satan doing that to everybody. And so it gradually degraded the church, and the church became weaker and weaker and weaker. Now here in the south, especially here where we live in Polk County, 
a lot of people still go to church. Uh, they really do because they're trying to maintain some type of you know, semblance of what the country used to be and their relationship with God. Because when we have a relationship with the Most High God, we realize that we have a different level of accountability. That you know, no matter who sees us, whether we're hidden or not hidden, no matter what we're doing, we can still say God is there and he sees everything we do. So let us at least try to do what pleases him. That's what Christianity helps to do. It helps to maintain a moral compass to the fabric of society. And when we lose that, which is just through the atavistic hatred of Christ, because this group was so angry that Jesus changed everything 2,000 years ago, they want their old world order back, open human sacrifice, open human crucif- you know, crucifixion, you know, AI running everything, brain chips. They want, they want to get rid of the ability to have a Christ-raised relationship, and, and that's what we run into. So therefore, they want to pass laws suspending math and reading proficiency required for high school students so that kid can never make it through school, can never make it through college without cheating the whole way through, and can never, ever, ever make it in life without the government giving him stuff. This is, this is what they want. This is how they've done it. We'll change the topic completely. Russia is now using space-based weapons in Ukraine, U.S. general. Now, I don't know if Russia is using space-based weapons. I have no idea. All I know is the space-based weapon systems are very, very real. If you read the book, Where Did the Towers Go? It's this great book of Dr. Judy, uh, I forgot her last name. Where Did the Towers Go? It'll come to me in a second. It talks about 9-11, and she was convinced that space-based weapon platform systems were used to help cause what they, she called molecular disassociation of the towers. And she was basically a structural engineer from a major university. She's a very brilliant woman. She puts all the math inside of that. So she said the towers literally were molecularly disassociated, like, you know, they just came apart, you know, it seems. In other words, they just fell apart. That's why she said the the rubble that fell wasn't near the rubble that was in the building, that that rubbed all that smoke and all that dust that went up. That was the tower when it exploded. Dr. Judy Wood, I suggest you get that book. Where did the towers go? It'll really get your attention. And then what happens is she shows the, for the views from the top of the tower straight down. They had like an aerial view of flyovers. And there were giant round holes burned right through the structure of the buildings, right through the structures and multiple round holes. And what a lot of people don't realize is there was a giant hurricane right off the coast of New York at the same time 9-11 hit. And she said a lot of the energy that was being released from that hurricane was being used. And, and basically, that's how advanced our weapons-based platforms are in space, guys. We have incredible technology up there. You know, Star, Star Wars with Reagan, they built it. This is all based on the 1947 Roswell stuff. They built the space-based weapons platform. So when I read something that Russia is actually using this and basically doing this, uh, it doesn't surprise me. It, it mean, it really, really, really doesn't. But as far as we're concerned, you keep your hearts and minds in Christ. He's the author, and he's the finisher, and he's the perfecter of our faith. And don't allow all the stuff to mess with you in the head either. You know, we're, we're in covenant with the Most High God, and we can do all things through Christ. And just keep your hearts and minds in Jesus all of the time. Pray all the time. I pray for you guys again this morning. It's always my pleasure and my privilege to pray for you guys. It means the world to me. And guys, when things start to bug you, get in the Bible. Talk, read the book of John. You know, ask God to help you with the Holy Spirit to fill you, to basically allow you to have peace, the righteous peace and joy through the infilling of the Holy Spirit. And from a medical standpoint, from a health standpoint, use the 5-HTP, use the cod liver oil, use the methylated B vitamins. They really help you with mood swings. Every once in a while, I get down about Sharon. I do. I mean, she's the love of my life. And I'll go in the kitchen. I'll take a big swig of cod liver oil. I'll walk over, take some 5-HTP, load up on B-complex, 
And just about an hour later, I start feeling a whole lot better. And I start praying also. And so remember that remember the old German plaque that I talk about all the time. Zwei Leben stutzen brechen nie, Gebet und Arbeit heißen sie. And that's the principles of our life. We have prayer and we have work. Those are the two principles of our life. There's two principles, prayer and work. So you pray like it's all up to God and you work like it's all up to you. And if you know there's nutrients that you can use to help your body to overcome certain types of stressors, use the nutrients. That's why it's so important. That's why we put together the Spike Protein Survival Kit. I had another person contact me this week. So what can we do? We've had the person's gotten really ill from shedding. And I said, you know, contact the office, get the Spike Protein Survival Kit. Start on it immediately. And just be very, very careful when you're around people that you know that have received all the different types of vaccines. And if I have to go into a setting now, and I had another medical doctor teach me this, she told me, she said, take ivermectin as a prophylactic before you get into that. Take extra D3. Make sure you have the ability to go into that situation if you're going to get shed upon that you're basically mitigating it and mitigating the damage before you get around people that have been vaccinated. Really, really, really important. And quite frankly, I take ivermectin on a semi-regular basis now because I know how good it is and what a good anti-parasitical it is. It's not going to hurt you at all if you take it in moderation. It simply doesn't do it. By the way, the U.S. right now is sweating bullets, according to a new study that was done, as officials realize they have sent too much ammo to the Ukraine. Mission stockpiles aren't nearly big enough to take on China. Now, I'm going to say this very, very simply. A lot of this stuff, as far as just taking on of China, this ain't going to happen. This is more fear-mongering, more fear-mongering, more fear-mongering. It's like the demise of the dollar. The dollar is going to be losing its reserve currency status. And England lost their reserves for currency status too. But it took 20 years. It took 20 years for that to happen. I always remember 97% of all trade, over 97% of all trade is still in U.S. dollars. Now, if more and more countries start demanding the dollar because of this massive inflation we've had because of these COVID stimulus things that we've done and all the crazy stuff that we do all the time with this giant trillion-dollar year military spending, it's going to be a demise. And the dollar has dropped a lot. Since 1913, it's dropped about 97%. That's just the way it is. But we have this slow implosion, and that's why the Fed is doing its best now to get a cryptocurrency out because they don't know what to do as far as the controlling of the crypto market. So be very careful when you buy cryptocurrencies. Be very careful when you start betting or speculating on the dollar or the demise of the dollar or all these different things. Because when you start gambling like that and you start gambling with money, uh, you may not make a lot of money, but the money you lose is going to be very, very real. Just so I mentioned that. And so just pray about stuff before you do it. If you're not sure, don't go. Really important. Austin, what do you think, buddy? What's your next story? Uh, you're 100% about that. I mean, there's a lot of people that made a lot of money in the markets over the last couple of years, and there's a lot of money that lost in the markets the last couple of years. And what people don't realize, I think a lot of times, that when they start getting into that market and the, the you know commodities, or whether it's Bitcoin, when something goes up and you're making money on it, it's because essentially somebody else somewhere is losing money. That's what's happening. There's a winner and there's a loser at the end of the day. And, of course, everybody wants to be a winner. The problem is a lot of the markets are rigged, especially in the, the whole aspect of the stocks now. Consider the fact you see Blackguard. I think BlackRock is up to, I think, what, $11.5 trillion in assets now. I mean it's, un, it's unreal the amount of money that this equity firm is now carrying as far as in assets that's why they're keeping the entire market propped up. I mean, with BlackRock, State Street, Vanguard, J.P. Morgan, if they decided they want to crash a certain market, they want to crash a certain company, they literally can do it in one day. One singular day, they can wreck that entire market, period. Because as soon as somebody sees those four heavy hitters start drawing funds out or start liquidating stocks, 
everybody's going to follow suit. It's going to wreck in this next second. This is one of the reasons why you saw the massive Bitcoin drop off over the last year and a half was because the, the same firms were carrying a huge portfolio on it. and They manipulated the market. This is why the Federal Reserve Bank is working on their own digital currency. They want to go in and be able to try to control the entire digital market because Bitcoin's very volatile. I've told you guys that before. It's one of those you, you're playing gambling with that whole market. However, it's not able to be controlled to the full extent of what the Fed likes to do. Remember, as much as the Federal Reserve likes to get up there and have these talks and have these meetings and pretend like, well, we've decided we think, you know, if we raise rates, this it'll help out with, you know, the uh, the inflation, and we're going to have to raise rates another half a point. Dude, they know exactly what they're doing. They go up there and play dumb. They have their thumb on the entire market. They know exactly what they're doing. They know exactly how to do it, and they know exactly how to push the buttons on everything. They own the market, and they own it through BlackRock, State Street, and Vanguard. They're all working together collectively to push their agenda, and the U.S. dollar is definitely going out. Now, like Dad said, do you think it's going to go out in you know, a week or a month? No. No, it's going to take a while. It's going to be a slow dissolve. But at that time, you're going to start seeing a lot of the things that we're now starting to see. With the BRICS already starting to do all their trading now, they're talking about completely shutting out the dollar. You're seeing Saudi Arabia is now starting to go down that line. You're starting to see a lot of things that are at the beginning phase of it. And how long it's going to take, I have no idea. But it's going to be a bit. But on the other hand, too, that kind of gives you the writing on the wall of what to get involved in and what not to get involved in and also to hedge your bet properly with certain things. I told – that's why I told a lot of people during the – you guys know I told you on the show. During the big boom in 2021 of the housing market, I told everybody. I said be very cautious on getting involved in this house flipping and jumping in these houses. And every, every single person wanted to go and make another house flip and make another house flip and make another house flip. And the problem was I said – this is not going to go well if people continue to start doing this and this massive inflation keeps going up like it is because you're not actually making the money that you're acting like you're making in the housing market. It's not there. You know, that's a, a problem that a lot of people had this misconception that they thought the housing market was just going to keep going up exponentially and going up exponentially and going up and going up and going up. And I told everybody, I said, be very cautious of this. I, we already saw this happen before in a different scenario. Now I saw the reports that have come out now. They said that total mortgage originations have fallen by 83% between March 21 and March 2023. I'm 83%. They have now said that the eight-month stretch from January 2022 to February 23, housing markets have fallen over 15%, and that essentially now you're looking at foreclosure filings have risen 36%. Now, this is just what we've seen now in the last two years since the peak and now this correction. And this is why I told I – I had a buddy of mine, and he had bought his house back in the teens, back I think, I don't know, 13 or 14. Got a great deal. I picked up like 140 grand. It was a decent-sized house. He owed like 90 grand on it, and uh, he was talking about refining it and basically going in and taking the equity out because the house was going to appraise for like 380000 He was going to take the equity out and go buy a house and then basically try to rent it out. This is back when the market was just going just straight up like a bottle rocket. And I said, I'd be very careful doing that right now, bud. I said, because, you know, A, your house is getting close to paid for if you keep hammering it down. And I said, B, 
at 90, 100,000, what you own in the house, your house will never go back down to that ever. It can't, not the square footage of it is. So you got it at a great price. I said the inflation is going to keep everything to a baseline. I said, but you go and refinance this thing and you're pushing almost a $400,000 note on it and you go buy another rental property for an inflated price for two or $300,000 for a little house. And I said, all of a sudden the value drops and now that house is only worth a hundred grand and 150 grand is a small house. And I said, now your house that you refied is only worth 300 or 280 and you owe 400 on it. I said, you're going to start getting in a bind with a whole lot of numbers right there that are pretty easy to add up. And I said, so I'd be very cautious with this because he was going to do it like the, right at the beginning of 2022. And sure enough, Fed started raising rates. Everything started to contract almost immediately. And now we're watching this occur. And uh, we've kind of reached this plateau now. But we're going to have to continue to use our best wisdom. <laughs> That's why I've continued to tell people, make sure you make an educated decision when it comes to finances. Do not base any of it on emotion. This is something I've always encouraged people when I've had friends that have gone to buy vehicles. And dad taught me this when I was younger, whenever he would go buy a, a truck or something or need something for the business. And I was younger, he'd take me. He said, always be willing to walk away. And I saw him do it multiple times, be at dealerships. If just, the numbers aren't coming together, and we know what the numbers need to be. We know where the numbers are. And they're you know, two, three, four, five thousand dollars off on it. He'd be like, okay, that's fine. I'm not going to do it. You guys have a nice day. And sure enough, you know, the dealership all of a suddenly, when you're about to leave, oh, okay, 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 okay. We can make it work now. Okay, well, why can't we do this the first time? <laughs> why do we have to go this route? Always be willing to walk away from a deal if it doesn't feel right, if something's not settling right, if the numbers that you have researched unemotionally are not adding up and they're not coming together where you need to be, take a step back and say, well, I'm going to think about this for a day or two. Because one thing I learned a long time ago, especially when it comes to houses and vehicles, is that most cases, they're just stuff. You can replace them if you need to replace them. You start getting into some of these vehicles like we're seeing now with the repossession rate going through the roof where people were paying twenty and $30,000 over sticker for F-Series pickup trucks. was one of the stupidest things I ever saw happening. I, I begged people i knew i said do not buy this right now do not go pay ninety thousand dollars for an f-150 do not go pay one hundred twenty thousand dollars for an f-250 that is not a wise decision right now dude and sure enough now trucks are starting to show up at the lots again manufacturers starting to spool back up and now dealers are going oh yeah we know you paid one hundred twenty thousand because you paid thirty thousand over sticker for this fancy f-250 now you know we're gonna offer you you know 75 for 80 you're like well dude i just paid 120 for it from you you know last year well, yeah, but I know. See, that's your problem, you know. So you're gonna have to figure that out. You lost forty five thousand. You still owe ninety on it. You're upside down fifteen thousand. So you're gonna have to roll that into another truck if you want to do it. And so a lot of these guys, if they're getting stuff too much, and this happens especially on the lower model cars and lower model trucks, people would get too upside down on them. They just let them get repossessed, hit their credit, oh, ten twenty thousand dollars. Then the problem is you got to deal with the banks coming after you for whatever the amount is left after they auction the car. This, again, is going to start escalating. And so, again, be very cautious on some of these markets and try to make sure you're staying in something that's very stable, that you know to be fairly stable, and that it's not so much of a speculatory market right now because a lot of things are going to start changing over this year, in my opinion, and a lot of other people's opinions as well. Also, too, in other news, I found this to be interesting. Speaking of um, weird things that are occurring, you know, we've kind of had the entire Ohio train derailment over there in East Palestine gone, you know, eerily quiet. They're not wanting to talk about anything now. Apparently the state of Ohio now is suing Norfolk's for good reason. And a lot of people have still been trying to talk about what's happening in this pollution, this massive spill and the burning of 
that vinyl chloride, and but now it's just kind of going away. Nobody wants to talk about it. But then suddenly an article comes out that nobody's talked about, a semi-truck tractor trailer carrying 40,000 pounds of contaminated soil from East Palestine crashed in Columbia County on Monday. According to the Ohio State Patrol police report, the incident occurred at 1 p.m. on State Route 165 near Waterford Road, just north of East Palestine. Troopers arrived at the scene for a single vehicle crash involving a tractor with a trailer. So the preliminary investigation revealed that the commercial vehicle was traveling northbound when it went off the road and struck a pole and turned over. They said over 20,000 pounds of soil spilled out, according to officials. However, EPA is saying they have it contained now. Now, I don't know what you think about this. You guys kind of make your own decision. I find this strangely odd. A uh, tractor trailer driving by himself suddenly drives off the road, happened to be carrying 40,000 pounds of soil from East Palestine. Remember, what they're transporting now and where they're transporting to try to store this stuff, this is unbelievably toxic soil. This is the stuff in the retention pond that they dumped the vinyl chloride into the 1.1 million gallons and lit it on fire. This is that soil. This stuff is unbelievably contaminated. So again, this is just another strange, unforeseen coincidence that occurs in this clown world or something else going on. I don't know. Y'all be the judge on that. Also, to another news, speaking of FBI and federal agents and infinite stupidity that continues to abound, as I told you guys yesterday, what was going on with the Proud Boys, and now we're finding out that there were at least over 50, not only FBI informants, but off-duty undercover police officers in the entire Capitol riot right on the front lines that were also involved in instigating individuals to push through the line. It's hence now why we're finding why the Capitol Police allowed everybody to walk in. Well, because they were dealing with law enforcement that was undercover. In my opinion, they were, they were all complicit in this. Well, now the FBI – then another – blunder that happened in Boston this week, an FBI on a training mission ended up barging into the wrong hotel room and holding an innocent guest hostage for 45 minutes while interrogating him. They said the innocent man was sleeping in his room at Revere Hotel when federal agents kicked in the door. Agents handcuffed the man, isolated him in the shower, interrogated him for 45 minutes until realizing the entire thing was a mistake. <laughs> Spokesperson for the operations command said, first and foremost, we'd like to extend our deepest apologies to the individual who was affected by our training exercise. Apparently, the Operation Army Special Operations was working with FBI conducting essential military training. They said the training was meant to enhance soldier skills to operate in realistic, unfamiliar environments. The training team, unfortunately, entered the wrong room. And detained an individual who was completely unaffiliated with the exercise. FBI Boston Vision said it was mistakenly sent to the wrong room based on inaccurate information. Unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, the man who's in his 30s was a pilot for Delta Airlines, sleeping, getting ready to fly out the next day. Boston police were eventually called to the building, and officers confirmed it was a training exercise that had gone wrong. Delta said they're looking at the reports of the alleged incident. They said, we have nothing further to share at this time other than to reaffirm our commitment to ensuring safety and the well-being of our employees. The safety of civilians in the vicinity of our training is always the number one concern. I can't – you can't make up the level of sloppiness that the FBI exhibits on a just ongoing basis. And, oh, by the way, oh, we're sorry, guys. You know, we're sorry, but uh, we know he kicked in your door, handcuffed you, drug you in the shower, and interrogated you for 45 minutes. 
Um, and you had nothing to do with anything, nor were you a suspect, nor were you doing anything illegal, nor were you involved in our training exercise. Um, you know, here's a coupon voucher. You know, go go get some McDonald's on us. You know, here's, here's a voucher. I'm, I'm being sarcastic. I don't know what they gave him. But quite frankly, I mean, that to me right there is just a walking lawsuit. I mean, if, A, if you wake me up when I'm sleeping, I'm already in a bad mood. We'll start off with that. B, you kick in my door while I'm in my hotel room while I'm sleeping because I'm working. I'm getting ready to go. Now you handcuff me and drag me into the shower and interrogate me and ask me all these questions. I have no idea what's going on for 45 minutes. Oh, yeah. I would highly suggest he sue these alphabet clown boys who continually do stupid stuff like this on a regular basis. And again, it just shows you the level of incompetence when it comes to the Justice Department in some cases where they're operating like this in civilian hotels doing training exercises. Gosh, stupidity knows no bounds to these people. <laughs> I can't, can't even with this. And, you know, it goes along the lines of when you start having – and we've seen this now – when you start having – unfettered amounts of money that has no oversight that literally starts causing agencies to have to justify their own existence. They have to start coming up with things to do. They have to start manufacturing crimes. We've seen this now repeatedly with ATF and their involvement over and over and over again where they have to try to come up with something to charge somebody with. Not that there's a victim. Not that there was a bank robbery, not that there was any type of crime. Oh, we now – we have evidence and we've used confidential informants and we've been spying and interrogating on individuals. We found out uh, Mr. Smith, he's got a brace on his AR-15. Oh, I know we said it was legal for 10 years, but you know this is the law, guys. It's a new rule that we mandated, so we now have to go and we have to arrest Mr. Smith because he's got a, a plastic brace on his AR-15. And we, we've said we've said it's illegal now. This is why I've told you, and this is why the lawsuits have been going nonstop against the ATF with this idiotic, moronic, unconstitutional rule that they've pushed out. When you start allowing government agencies to do no-knock search warrants with no oversight and with no ramifications and no consequences when they continually, continually screw up on a regular basis, you start having issues like this that continually occur ongoing because they realize – there's really no side effects, and there's no consequences to anything they do. They can pretty much just do anything they want on a regular basis and just go along with it. You go on to look at that. Go look at the Harding Street Raid in Houston in the Houston Police Department back in 2019. If you guys ever read about that, that was one of the most horrific incidences that I've read about in recent history where you had Dennis Tuttle and Rogana Nicholas both lived in a house on a street. Their neighbor didn't like them. She called the cops and dropped a tip line stating that their daughter was selling heroin out of their house. They didn't even have a daughter, period. The Houston SWAT team got a search warrant, manufactured evidence, and used a confidential informant to lie and say they were buying drugs from them even though they did not do drugs. They did not sell drugs. They did a 4 a.m. no-knock search warrant. Dennis opens fire on them when they wake him up with a flashbang. He shoots four officers. They execute him with like 15 rounds in the chest. They execute his wife. Oh, it was, uh, it was, it was a mistake later on. They went and found out that there were no drugs in the house. There was nothing in the house at all. There was nothing illicit even happening in the house. Yet four officers died, and Dennis and his wife lost their lives because somebody made an anonymous tip because they were mad at him. This entire concept of no-knock search warrants and going in and raiding people's houses at 4 a.m. 
is absolute travesty of the Constitution, period. And until people start addressing that and bringing up situations like this on a regular basis, you're going to see the absolute morons and the FBI and other agencies do stupid stuff like this, like raid a hotel room with a sleeping Delta pilot and put him in the shower for 45 minutes and handcuff him and interrogate him because, well, they hit the wrong room. Guys, this isn't okay. We have to do everything we can to bring this stuff to light, expose it, and constantly call this tomfoolery out for exactly what it is. That what do you think? Uh, I think the Delta pilot must have been pretty stressed out. <laughs> I mean, my God. You think? <laughs> I mean, you, you know, the guy basically sitting there is asleep, and suddenly he ends up, you know, in a situation where he's being completely and totally slammed and hammered and thrown in a shower. And I'm sure they were not nice to him. And I'm sure they were screaming and yelling and cussing. He's probably thinking to himself, look, I just want to fly my plane and leave here. You guys are a nightmare. And I guess after a point in time, they began to realize he wasn't playing along with the charade. I'm sure he was supposed to break down and tell them what they wanted to hear. And uh, I, I don't even know what to say about that. I mean, it, it's one of those things that boggles my mind. It absolutely boggles my mind. I can't think through what scenario that would be. I mean, I remember years ago when I was arrested for going through a seatbelt check when I was wearing my seatbelt. <laughs> I told you this story, and uh, they handcuffed me. I, all I was doing was fussing at them. It was awful. I won't go any more detail with it because they put me in the car with a loaded Kimber in my pocket, with a, a chambered and with a hammer back and the safety on. I, it was just a mess. And and when you get involved with people that are doing crazy stuff like that, of course, before that was over, all those charges were dismissed against me and three of the five people involved in all doing all that, and uh, they were terminated. They no longer had their jobs. But but the point is, this Delta pilot needs to go after these guys, hook, line, and sinker. You know. Boat, motor, rowboat, the oars, everything needs to go down the throat of these guys. I mean, he needs to get himself a really good attorney and go after these guys because what they did is just incredibly horrible. And you're right, Austin, about the no-knock search warrants. I mean, you're in the middle of the night sleeping, and you know, you're already on edge. you got an alarm on. you got the chain on the door. you got the gun by the bed. You know, you're hoping nobody sneaks up on you. you got the door braced. You've got everything ready to go in case somebody gets in the house with you because you're an alpha male and you're protecting your family, your, your wife, and your children. And suddenly somebody screams and starts running in with a flashbang and, you know, pulling guns on you and yelling that what you're going to do, the first thing you're going to do is go for the gun. Uh, you know, you, you are, unless they get to you before you get to the gun, I guess. And it's going to be, it's going to be a shootout. And also they start shooting the wrong people because they made the wrong, they hit the wrong house. I mean, what, what kind of, the no knock search warrants, I understand why they do it. Okay. I understand why law enforcement does it, but that doesn't make it right. You know, arrest the people, you know, when they're going to buy groceries. Like they could have done it with David Koresh. They could have easily done that. They could have done it with Randy Weaver. You know, when they go to town to buy groceries, just just arrest them. You don't have to go in there with military personnel and snipers and everything else and try to arrest them that way. Just just pick them up when they're downtown, you know, you know, in the bathroom, you know, at McDonald's or wherever they're having lunch, whatever they're doing. I'm not recommending McDonald's at all. Pink slot, yuck, yuck, yuck. But the point is it doesn't have to go down that way. And, but they, they do it again for the safety of the officers because, of quote unquote, it's the house surprise effect when the bank go into a house like that. But the reality is, is that what if it's the wrong house? What if they've made a mistake in the paperwork? What if the person they're looking for is not there? What if they end up killing people that weren't, weren't even supposed to be involved in any of this stuff? It's really, really important that people understand that this stuff is just not okay. It, it really can't be okay, and, it, it, and, it, and it's crazy. By the way, Democratic mayor now from the Great Gateway Pundit. Has been arrested for possession of child pornography. Uh, he met with Pelosi, of course. He did the Dalai Lama, who is another pervert. Just thought I'd mention that, you know, and Lady Gaga, and he drank beers with Pete Buttigieg. 
Uh, <laughs> at the Gateway Pundit reported earlier, you know, the Democratic mayor of College Park, Maryland, Patrick Wohan, was arrested on 56 counts of possession and distribution of child pornography. Again, this goes back to their perversion in which they believe that – I'm not going to even talk about it. It's just, it goes back to the sick stuff that they actually get involved in, and they end up basically destroying the fabric of society because of that. By the way, this is an important article here. Uh, this is inside the credit crunch. We've had the biggest drop for small businesses' credit availability in the last 20 years. Over the weekend, we've reported that the credit crunch had entered the crash phase when we showed in the last two weeks of April a record $105 billion in commercial bank loans and leases were either sold, discharged, or otherwise transferred from bank balance sheets. And we followed up by showing that the bulk of loan declines was due to small bank real estate loans, a clear indicator that the commercial real estate collapse was starting to impact bank solvency something that we warned about a month ago. Yeah, while credit was clearly collapsing at the fastest pace of years until we get the Fed's latest SLOOS report, it would be very difficult to answer the next key question, was the credit plunge a result of falling demand or supply or both? It was therefore a stroke of luck that the NFIB's latest small business optimism report hit, and it showed a modest drop from 90 to 90.1, just above the consumer estimates of 9.1, providing some key insights where exactly the credit was plunging. The report was gloomy and downbeat, has been the case for much of Biden's tenure, marking the 15th consecutive month below the 49-year average with 98, with 24% of owners reporting inflation as their single most important business problem, loan problem. And, you know, we've run into the same issue at Health Masters. We've had massive price increases on our supplements from our manufacturers, and we've eaten most of that. We have, we've actually done what we needed to do to try to mitigate that. So it's happening everywhere with every small business. The problem you run into is you end up in a situation where you can't get loans through your business anymore to buy inventory, et cetera, et cetera, and so everybody's going into a credit crunch. It's what happens when the M1 money supply starts to deteriorate, and there's no longer liquidity in the market. So be very careful with your cash flow right now. Be very, very careful. You have businesses. Don't overextend yourself. Really important. And be careful with your credit card purchases. Make sure you don't overextend yourself on all that stuff, too. Be careful. Always pray and try to be led by the Most High God. I love you guys, and I appreciate you so very, very much. I love doing the show with Austin. I love you guys being my friends and part of my family, and I love praying for you guys. I appreciate you. Austin, finish it up, and I will talk to you guys tomorrow. God bless. Uh, you're spot on. and I mean, a lot of people have seen that just in the grocery store. I think you know they're up 10.3% total from last year as far as in grocery store prices. That's one of the reasons why you know I tried to hedge with our organic food buckets what I did. You know, I got contracted out as much as I could get from the manufacturer and uh, at a fairly decent price before the prices went up crazy. That's why if you noticed our organic food buckets, I haven't had to raise the price on it yet. My margin's gotten thinner, but I still I want to make sure everybody has the ability to get that stuff if they need it. And as food gets more and more expensive, that's why you start seeing everything go up. And so we've done the absolute we work here on I mean me and Ruben, we've worked diligently over the last year to try to mitigate it to keep our costs down the best we can so that the price increases we could eat to the best of our agree to take care of our customers and so that everybody can continue to stay as healthy as possible because remember a healthy strong populace is a very effective populace is a very smart populace if you have people that are strong and healthy they're very difficult to control they're very difficult to psychological warfare as far as be successful on them because they're constantly looking at things and going, my brain's working sharp right now. I'm getting really good sleep. I'm training every day. I feel really good. I'm eating really clean. My body's clean. I know what's going on. And so they don't want that. They want people to be unhealthy. They want people to feel bad. If you're tired and you're sick and you got brain fog and you're not functioning good, 
what in the world are you going to do much? How, how, can, how much of an asset can you be to your patriot American friends? Start to throw that out there. That's why I've always encouraged people to ma- the magnesium brain food and the B complex. Those two work great against brain fogs. I've had a lot of people talk about that lately. You know, brain fog, brain fog. And I'm like, well, yeah. So one of those is also cutting out toxins in your food. You know, not eating fast food, not eating processed food as much as possible. That stuff right there will absolutely give you brain fog because your body's trying to process strict toxins. You're just, you're just eating toxins. And so your body's got to get rid of them somehow, but it's got to process them in the meantime. So, again, keep your body in strong. If you need anything, if you got to stay stocked up on food, be sure to give us a call or check out the website, the two-pack special on the organic food buckets or any other questions you have involving the new berberine formula ultimate that we have. I have the literature on that on the link if you want to look at it as far as the two different research studies that have shown how effective berberine is in general. This is the berberine ultimate, the DHB, the dihydroberberine. This is a new formula that just came out. It's unbelievably strong, so be sure to check it out at healthmasters.com. Thank you for supporting Health Masters and allowing us to bring you this show an hour, commercial-free every day. You have a blessed, safe, awesome night, my friends. Stay strong and healthy as you always are, and I'll talk to you again tomorrow as always. to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.